0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Never Been Kissed. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed without having seen the film, you should just be aware that there are a few light plot spoilers. Enjoy. Good evening. Hello, hello. All right. You're um, you're done peeing?
0: I'm done urinating, yes. Yeah.
1: See, what podcast listeners don't know is that even though I told you I wasn't recording, I actually was. <laughs> so now I've got the, the Rob Gordon pee tape. It's going to be like the know. Donald Trump pee tape. But it is. to be honest, um, if it goes for you the same way that it does for Trump, it's not going to do a thing to your reputation. So I don't think you have anything it- to worry about.
0: Does this mean I'm going to become Prime Minister now, Paddy?
1: Uh, Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you'd make a pretty good job of these Brexit negotiations, right? Now that David Davis seems like he's on the way out.
0: I mean, my Brexit negotiation would just be turning up and saying, hey, make it look like we're not part of the EU, but make us basically be in the EU. Yeah. And just follow the Norwegian model.
1: (laughs) Is that what the Norwegians do? They just fool their people on a daily basis. Are they actually in the EU, secretly?
0: the all of the norwegian uh, people who they they're not in the eu but what they do is they put a little sweden flag on their jacket and then they sneak into the eu <laughs> the old, that's how it works the
1: old sweden jacket gambit
0: exactly yeah it's
1: the oldest trick in the book <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, but, um, but if um the only people who really care if brexit doesn't happen are the gammon right so and they only get their news from, like, shit newspapers like the Daily Mail. So all we really have to do is just can Brexit, but pay off all the Daily Mail and all the tabloids to lie and say that it's happening. And then they'll believe that it's happening, right? How hard could it
0: be? That's a brilliant idea.
1: And now that Paul Dacre's on the way out, you know, who knows? Maybe the newer person would be more, more amenable to those kind of bribes.
0: I hope so. I mean, he was clearly a a man with with not very much integrity Um, that's
1: putting it very politely well done (laughs) i'm proud of you
0: (laughs) so maybe we could get someone with even less integrity but who's slightly less of a gammon yeah who's willing to accept a a a medium-sized bribe to just say yeah brexit's definitely happening
1: wait wait i've got it ken livingston (laughs) (laughs) it would just be hitler on every page
0: it would instead of the ideas of Hitler on every page.
1: <laughs> yeah, and no ideas, just just the word Hitler over and over, <laughs> and occasionally the word Zionist.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm imagining a kind of all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy situation here. Yeah, where it's just Hitler over and over again, but like making up paragraphs. It's a thousand all monkeys the...
1: on a thousand typewriters <laughs> in the Daily Mail <laughs> office, just typing Hitler over and over.
0: All of the um, all of the pit. Are just kind of like assy pictures, but with Hitler written yep. to make it look like look like different things.
1: Yeah, the Gavin will never know the difference. No,
0: no, yeah. it, will, it will. be fine. It will definitely work.
1: Now I'm glad you were a little late because um, that's, uh, that's usually my time when I practice my guitar. But tonight I um, I picked up the bass and I was I was oh, working nice. out the, the, um, the Seinfeld music. So. <laughs> That's as far as I got.
0: Very nice, very nice. But
1: um, as I think we may have even talked about this on this podcast before, but it was all done on a keyboard bass. And there's an incredible video of the guy at the keyboard, like hitting it really hard and going, and every single bass bit like was done to the live bit of Jerry Seinfeld doing stand up. So it was perfectly timed with the jokes. He was on a retainer every week to do keyboard bass. That is a fucking dream job.
0: That is an incredible job, isn't it?
1: I'm very, very jealous of that guy.
0: Yeah, that would be um, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? To just be like, "Hey, come play keyboard bass for uh, uh, a um, comedy TV show."
1: Yeah, I mean, like, who else got rich off keyboard bass? Nobody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just this one person. We could be the next keyboard bass millionaires.
1: I think this is this is the way it's going to go down. We'll go, yeah. We'll we'll go there. We'll have like a YouTube channel and where we we get like the news on, and then we just play keyboard bass over like David Davis giving his stupid Brexit speech or whatever. The kids will love it. Se- <laughs> Seinfeld is incredibly popular and relevant to today's teens in their world of Snapchats and Minecrafts and whatever. Compu- it is computer Legos.
0: I I hear. Um... I hear that they're all talking about Seinfeld,
1: yeah, they love it
0: it It's replaced Pokemon as the craze amongst youngsters.: yeah
1: Seinfeld, go <laughs> yeah, you just point you your fail. phone around and there's there's like a little little Jerry Seinfeld, and you open up, you open up your computer <laughs> in augmented reality, and he's standing there just like trying to tell jokes at you, and you have to like play play the keyboard base on your phone and time it right
0: that would be incredible i would actually play um, that i'm fully i would am fully on play board that. with that
1: this has to yeah happen.
0: come on guys come on
1: come on nintendo what are you playing at
0: <laughs> get your ass in gear nintendo
1: never mind the nintendo switch whatever i've played it now it's rubbish
0: <laughs> you want the nintendo seinfeld <laughs> yeah I was trying to think of some way to make that intelligent, and I failed, so I just went with the obvious.
1: That's cool. It's been a long week. But I have now played on a Nintendo Switch for proper, and it was very, very good. I went to visit a friend of the podcast, Adam Ileski, um, last weekend, and I handed over his Nicolas Cage portraits. So I gave yes. him my one, which was done, I gave him the original, because um, it was just drawn on paper with a biro. It was just a picture of Nicolas Cage made up of lots of tiny letters saying Nicolas Cage and sometimes Nicolas Cage. And um, (laughs) I gave him your portrait of Nicolas Cage, which has him riding a dinosaur. And he's ordered a print of it.
0: Oh, Amazing. That's so great. So I
1: played a Um, fair amount of Super Mario Odyssey while I was there and it was very, very enjoyable indeed. And I definitely very much want a Nintendo Switch. So I might oh, maybe nice. see if I can persuade some people to get me on for my my incoming birthday.
0: Oh, that would be good.
1: It's less than a month. Yeah, it's not, to go. not. It's not.
0: It's not long until the big three zero. Eh?
1: No, and same for you as well. But yeah, yeah. I think what I've learned in my twenties, you know, here is some wisdom as I approach thirty: is that you know, ninety nine percent of us are gonna die. You know, looking back on a life spent ninety nine percent of the time working for the man, with occasional bits of joy and fun. So like if you want to eat that pizza, just fucking eat that pizza, man. You know?
0: That's a very yeah, I I agree completely. I'm mostly just talking um, to myself. Have... <laughs> you can never have too much pizza. No. Particularly when you when you work and you're you're not you're not sort of like doing your dream job day in day out. Yeah. It's all about finding those pleasures outside of it. Um, so don't, you know, don't, don't stress too much about those kind of things. Do what makes you happy.
1: Yep. The man is always going to be the man, man. So, you know, stick it to the man, eat that pizza, play that Seinfeld.
0: Yes. <laughs> play that Seinfeld go. <laughs>
1: ah, good times. Um, and while I was there, we also went to see the new Star War, which is very good. Have you seen it?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've watched it as well. What, um, what did you I make enjoyed it? it a lot more than. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I've heard that it, I heard beforehand that it was a bit of a mess and it is a bit of a mess, but it's not that bad. And I found actually it was quite cohesive, had a, it was a fun little heist romp, um, had some fun little moments. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I thought the same and I thought um, Ron Howard's narration brought quite a lot to the table. You know, it's quite a different, <laughs> quite a different take on Star Wars, you know, making it kind of more of a comedy but you know that's cool i think he pulled it off
0: rather than the opening scroll, of course it's just ron howard (laughs) yeah just telling you what's happened in star wars up to that point
1: in a galaxy far far away it is a lawless time there's money in the banana stand
0: (laughs) (laughs) um what i do like is that these star wars stories they don't have that traditional opening scroll that the star wars films have they have those a different something different going on yeah which i think is quite nice to sort of separate them from like the core series of films Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure what the next standalone a standalone one's going to be there's going to be an obi-wan movie yeah um and i think there's going to be a boba fett movie
1: i hope they'll let um ewan mcgregor come back after his good turn in um phantom menace (laughs) i couldn't remember the name of it Uh,
0: Oh well, he was one of the few good things about that that train wreck of a trilogy. Um yeah. he, he did he did do good Obi-Wan and I think he's already said that he's receptive um to coming back to it. So I imagine that if it does move forward then um then he will be involved.
1: That's cool. I'd I'd watch that. And then isn't there the 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 Boba Fett film?
0: Yes, yeah. So there's gonna be the Boba Fett movie. Um, directed by James Mangold, um, who is he? Who did he did Logan? Okay, you know, the uh, and um, also did
1: the s- uh, sexy werewolf film.
0: The <laughs> sexy werewolf film, <laughs> yeah, the
1: sexy angry wolf boy film. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Twilight.
0: <laughs> yes, it, um, a different kind of sexy angry wolf boy, of course. Hmm. Um, but but he did he's done quite a good sort of like variety of films so he's done he did he did a film called copland um good which name. is a very silly name for a film but it's actually a really good sort of like action crime movie sounds uh, like a with, sega
1: mega drive game i would have rented from the video store
0: and then returned early because it was so bad yeah um yeah uh with, uh it's got uh sylvester stallone in it and then harvey Keitel, ray liotta um so it's a sort of like crime action flick it's very good also did girl interrupted oh okay um I've never did seen Walk that. Walk the line. Oh, uh, tend to humor.
1: Walk the line is um, is great.
0: Yeah, so he's a, he's a very accomplished director. Um, I don't know how they're going to do a Boba Fett movie because the moment that you start giving Boba Fett character, the moment he starts to fall apart because he's basically just a gruff bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping they kind of do a Mad Max style thing with it where he's where in in all the Mad Max movies, really Mad Max isn't the main character yeah Uh, max rokotansky just kind of turns up does some stuff and the, the real plot revolves around other people and that was you know that was true in fury road um and true in mad max 2 which are the two best mad max movies and i'm hoping they do something kind of similar where boba fett is just kind of like a force to be reckoned with that enters this situation and blows some things up and then it dissipates um
1: yeah, sounds good. I have to say I'm, I'm less interested in the character of Boba Fett than I am of a lot of the other kind of peripheral Star Wars characters. Like, I, after now having seen Donald Glover play Lando Calrissian, I'm much more interested in Lando Calrissian and his um, having sex with robots and stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Because, um, I mean, that, part of the big thing about that is that Lando is actually a character and was actually a character in the original movies, whereas Boba Fett says about three lines of dialogue. Um, but he has a cool spacesuit, so people have become kind of obsessed with him. Yeah. Um, so they need to handle the character really carefully, I think, because there's not really a lot there. There's, but he was he was discussed quite a lot in the in the books. Um, there's a lot of extra Boba Fett stuff going on, right. but those are no longer canonical to Star Wars. And whisper it, a lot of the extra Star Wars books weren't very good
1: anyway. Yeah, well, isn't that the whole point of them, that they're just trashy novels for nerds to take out the library?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, there, was some, there was some interesting stuff in, the, in some of the Star Wars books. Some of them, I think, some of them were a level above, like, the, the prequel movies. Mm. Um, I don't think any of them reached the level of some of the better Star Wars games, though. Oh. Um, which might be controversial to say, but, you know... Knights of the Old Republic. If welcome to Star Wars cast by the yeah,
1: way. Let's just make um, it all about Star Wars.
0: <laughs> Cuz there's definitely not enough podcasts about Star Wars. Star Wars Internet. is so hot right now. Uh it's it's hot with bullshit <laughs> is what it's hot with.
1: <laughs> it's hot farts. <laughs> Have you heard that um, podcast Star Wars Minute?
0: No. no they they
1: literally do Star Wars like minute by minute. So like play 1 minute and then pause and then do an episode on it. I don't know where they're up to. They started years ago and I imagine they're probably still only halfway through in you hope or something, but it's very good.
0: That that's um that's cool actually. Yeah. Um that that's a really nice little idea because there's so much to take away from Star Wars in general. Um that I bet there's some really interesting stuff that they pull out I'd like going into the into the nitty-gritty of what makes Star Wars Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I feel like if if we wanted to we could do a Star Wars special episode. Like this isn't it. We'd need to like watch them all on prep and stuff. Because we did it for Twilight. And Twilight, you know, I didn't think we were gonna pull it off with Twilight because it's such a big and such a culturally important franchise. Um, you know, that's touched so many generations of people in so many different <laughs> ways and keeps reinventing itself. But um we pulled it off. So, you know, I think we could do the same with Star Wars.
0: Yeah, we could definitely do it with um with the star wars prequels where romance plays a big part of the second movie in particular yeah um so yeah we could do that um but as a little segue in talking about inappropriately touching people <laughs> let's talk about never being kissed
1: <laughs> never been touched
0: never been touched
1: yeah yeah never been kissed so i had definitely seen this movie more than once before but watching it it felt like it was new to me because it was obviously, I realised a lot of the elements were very forgettable. Not to, to do it a disservice because I did enjoy watching it, but yeah, it's, it didn't quite land as well as it did the first time. It's the kind of film that kind of tails off after multiple viewings. I think it's good the first time. And then, yeah, it just fell a bit flat this time around. What? Do you, how did you yeah. find
0: it? Yeah, I... um I kind of enjoyed it the first time round and I kind of remember thinking oh yeah this is trashy good fun this time round I really really hated this film. <laughs> oh really? Did you, I, did you yeah.
1: properly hate it?
0: I had a I had a super bad time watching this movie. Oh, I no. got so Wait, frustrated. Were you,
1: were you being punched at the same time?
0: I, I was there was, um, Drew Barrymore just came into my house one day and was like I see <laughs> you're watching one of my movies and just kept throwing satsumas at me over and over again <laughs> Not
1: even Clementine's? Um, not even wait, wait 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 wait, were they easy peelers
0: they were not easy peelers fuck either. that also i know it was an absolute disgrace
1: fuck easy peelers because every time i bought them they've actually been impossible to peel <laughs> it's the greatest lie of the 21st century anyway oh i'm sorry i'm sorry that you had a bad time but it was your choice i did
0: it was my choice i take full responsibility for it um but i did i did not have a good time of this film yeah um did you um, did you think
1: I, that I was going to be swayed by the fact that there's vaguely some baseball in it?
0: <laughs> I didn't even remember <laughs> that there was baseball in this film, Paddy. No did that's neither did much, I. Neither did I. That's how much I forgot about this film. And and I I've seen this film more than once. Yeah. Um same as you. I've I've seen this film multiple times. Um but I remember it being a lot better than it actually was and I really I really struggled to get through it. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, same so yeah there's just so many elements that I forgot I forgot anyone was in it apart from Drew Barrymore and then you're looking at it and you're like oh it's John C. Riley looking relatively young oh it's James Franco in his acting debut it's all of these people and you're like oh wow I completely forgot about all of this
0: yeah it's got a ridiculous cast um yeah. you know Drew David, Arquette. David Arquette <laughs> John C. Riley um got a bit of Molly Shannon as well oh yeah yeah um she's very good and uh and uh, Octavia Spencer. I know. <laughs> like, what Unbelievable. These, what She's these, like. Huge what are all these now. people doing? Yeah, yeah. And she has yeah, not Octavia aged Spencer's a pool.
1: day since that film. She looks incredible um, and, for her age.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and and it's kind of like, what are they all doing in this film? Yeah, um,
1: but it was relatively early on in all of those people's careers, wasn't it? Even John C. Riley, who I think was a little bit older than some of the rest of the cast, playing an older, sort of managerial, boring, stupid boss type called Augustus. As if anyone's called Augustus, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, the only it was people on.
0: called Augustus are the kind of people that fall into vats of chocolate um yeah so so yeah apart from i suppose drew barrymore had been around for quite a long time at this she point. she was had 24 i think
1: yeah and was a good um, person to play someone who is supposed to be that age but is actually playing a, like pretending to be a high schooler like that conceit is a is a good idea and her she performs it well but i think it's very badly executed in quite a generic and silly way
0: see i i had real problems with her character throughout yeah um I I I I find that kind of much like when we watched *The Holiday*, I find that kind of breathy, simpering character incredibly irritating. Um, and I think as I get older, I find it more and more irritating when I watch a film.
1: Um, is it like um like I, my dad's rant about Jude Law's character in *The Holiday*, where he wrote lots of <laughs> expletives about how much he hates Jude Law's character and how vulnerable he is? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Um, I I just find it exasperating when you get a character like that. it's kind of they're they're, uh, they're like a wet puddle. Yeah, um, the, and, the element of Drew...
1: her character where you're supposed to believe that she's this kind of coy virgin, but she's also like been working in that office and she's 24 and she seems relatively normal. Uh, like there doesn't seem to be anything that would indicate that she would be able to not get a boyfriend, or they don't spend any time on that side of her character. You're just supposed to believe that she's never had a boyfriend and she's 24, and you're like, mate, she's hot.
0: She she lives in inner Chicago. Um, yet somehow is this simpering weakling mess. She she lives in in inner Chicago, working for a newspaper, a job which is traditionally incredibly hard to do and requires real mental strength to do. Yeah. Um. And somehow she's this, this simpering mess of a character who, who you feel like a gust of wind would blow her down and multiple times throughout the movie she'll like collapse under the slightest bit of pressure. And and that's not what you want from the main character of your supposedly breezy romantic comedy.
1: Yeah. It's it's yeah, that's she ends up being then kind of passive, doesn't she? And yeah. you don't quite believe her when she's trying to take control of her own destiny. It's more like she goes into the school, pretends to be a high schooler and all of these events are happening to her. And it's almost like the whole time her boss, John C. Riley is 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 saying to her you need to do something, you need to do this, you need to get in with the popular girls and stuff. But then it just kind of happens to her rather than her making it happen. Yeah, I didn't see it in that way but you're totally right. She's passive. It's a problem. Yeah, she,
0: she, she basically just fumbles around for a bit. Somehow comes out of it with everyone cheering for her in spite of the fact that you know she pretended to be a high school student um and and was a creepy mofo basically yeah the the, the third most creepy mofo in this movie
1: second is. No. So second
0: is second is David Arquette, who, I, yeah. I mean, I love David Arquette, and I kind of love his character in this, but there's that moment where he gets He's the furious baseball boy. about... I'm
1: always going to have a soft spot <laughs> for the baseball boy.
0: <laughs> there's that moment where he gets furious about his baseball dreams not going to come true, and you're like, dude, no one was going to let you do this. Yeah. You look like you're about thirty years old. No one is going to let you go to college yeah. to play baseball now. And no
1: one questions his um, age either when he goes to high school and he's obviously like thirty. They're just like, Yeah, come on. No. Come and join come both, and join the team two-thirds of the way through the season, because that happens. They,
0: they they both look so unbelievably old. Uh, they it's it's like the equivalent of the casting directions for Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh, where it was a bunch of late twenties supposed to be playing high school students apart from here. It looks like that because they've also got very, very young people playing high school students.
1: Yeah, like the, the friend, what's her name? Aldis, as if anyone's called that, which sounds like a supermarket. <laughs> she, she was actually 16.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. So um, that's fair Lili, enough. What, what's her name? Lili... Lily something. Uh, uh, Lily Sabeski, I think. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. He was one of those um, people I
1: like vaguely recognise from other stuff.
0: Yeah, I I really like her in a lot of things. I think she's quite an underrated actress. Um she she's really good in there's this wonderful trashy horror movie I love called um called Roadkill, uh, otherwise known as Joyride depending on where you are in the world. Um and it's about um Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Okay, I, fee-
1: I feel like you've talked about this before. This sounds very so, familiar. Yeah,
0: it's so good. And they basically, they, they get a car and they drive across the country um, to go and meet Lily Sabisky, who I think is the best friend of Paul Walker, um, to go and pick her up from college to bring her back home. Um, but Steve Zahn decides to install a CB radio in their car and starts pissing off truckers. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that one of them is like a serial killer and starts chasing them. Right. It's like a really trashy 2000s era version of um of Duel. It's it's really good fun. It's a really good fun movie. Sounds excellent. Um yeah, I read really, it's one of it's one of those trashy movies where whenever it's on TV or whenever you feel like like down, you can just chuck that on and you'll have a load of fun.
1: Like Tremors.
0: Yes, exactly. It kind of, imagine a Tremors apart from it's a truck not worms under the ground (laughs) same same kind of vibe
1: yeah the trucks burrow and then they fuck up the houses and then kevin bacon has to shoot them
0: (laughs) exactly exactly with a big old gun yeah um and yeah, and and like her character it kind of plays the same role as um she's all that same kind of thing Mm. outcast feisty outcast yeah um
1: this film definitely had a distinct lack of like Freddie Prince Jr. playing hacky sack on stage while saying a weird poem,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I enjoyed that so much more than this film. Yeah, because the lead the lead of that isn't a dead weight. The lead of. Um, 10 things I hate about you isn't a dead weight but in this movie Drew Barrymore is a weight that sinks everything
1: yeah and it's really sad to watch because I really like her I think she's a fantastic actress and director and she's done a lot of great roles and I think she's very attractive and she's yeah she's just generally very very great so it's very very disappointing to see her in yet such a flat role especially when your memory of the film is that it was sort of okay but then, having now I think, having done this podcast for a while and rewatched some of the films like you say like she's all that," I couldn't help but compare it to she's all that in the back of my mind, you know, just thinking about the hacky sex scene and all the kind of funny, silly bits of that film that never been kissed, never really had any funny scenes like that. I don't think I really laughed much.
0: no, there wasn't very much humor in this film at all, yeah, um, which I think is its main problem is if it's it's a it's a teen romantic comedy with no real teens no real romance and no real comedy
1: yeah that is unfortunately very very fair i think it's Um, quite um 1999 they were churning out a lot of this kind of content weren't they and this is kind of the the sort of bum end of it like they they're having a prom and the theme is the millennium and stuff but still nobody went as the millennium bug as if that would happen
0: (laughs) yeah and, and and i think yeah they had to change the they had to change the theme of their prom didn't they to, uh, and it was and it was drew barrymore's crowning moment of as a fake teenager was she was like oh yeah you should do it as famous romantic couples yeah um which as somehow if any, these any american high in.
1: schooler in chicago would think of that
0: and, and um and somehow it led to people dressing as the village people and going <laughs> as, as, a, as a famous romantic couple <laughs> yeah that band um and and yeah it it, oh, it was. It's just a mess. And then she it? goes
1: with the guy who's called Guy, and who is not Guy Fieri. So obviously he does not get a pass. But he's he's kind of a weird, gaunt creep. And it's like, and he, like also he's not believable as the kind of high school hunk, popular guy character that he's supposed to be either. And obviously that's very stereotypy. But it's just within the context of these kind of films, you're like, really, that guy's kind of popular and a trendsetter. Okay, whatever. But then yeah it's like why does she go to the prom with him when she doesn't fancy him? Why why does he want to go to the prom with her apart from the um her brother's like spread spread all these rumors about her and stuff. Like yeah that all then does just doesn't add up. It's just there to create fake tension when she doesn't want to kiss him.
0: Yeah, it um, <laughs> one thing that I could not get out of my head whenever he, whenever she was with guy um with the guy called guy was that I felt he looked like Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy who's um, Jimmy Simpson? so jimmy simpson uh he's in he's in various things he's in west he's in the new west world this isn't
1: like a Um, later simpsons character that's introduced into the after it got not good
0: (laughs) it's the long lost brother Um, like like like
1: poochie like trying to shoehorn in a new character (laughs) that doesn't work (laughs)
0: exactly um no he's he's in westworld and he's in um he's in house of cards but you probably know him best as liam McPoyle from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. oh
1: no way okay yeah, yeah and solid. um
0: and and yeah i really every time that guy was on screen i was like oh my god it's one of the McPoyles um
1: <laughs> i didn't think of that but in retrospect yes and Let's and he really that. looks like him you expect he really him looks to like walk him. in in a dressing gown just being like what up
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um but it never it never happens unfortunately um but uh but yeah and 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 so it's weird there's lots of weird casting choices lots of weird decisions made in terms of character development and plot and things like that so um obviously like there's that weird bit of romance between david arquette and the 16 year old and you're like oh that's a bit unsavory yep um not cool. and then when they're when they're trying to to big up Uh, the teacher as potentially being romantically interested in his student and you're like oh no this isn't this isn't good this isn't nice
1: and it's like as soon as she writes the newspaper article and creates this kind of romantic story that the whole of Chicago gets behind and they're all on the ball field cheering her on um they, they they all seem to just conveniently forget that he was a teacher who basically preyed on her when she when he thought she was 17.
0: Yeah. Even though he yeah, didn't it's...
1: kiss her or anything, but still it's a bit it's a bit off.
0: It was still it's still strange because in the back of your mind you're just thinking this is a um this is a high school teacher um clearly being romantically interested in his student and not entirely shutting it down immediately
1: yeah and that as a as a conceit that's kind of the central conceit of the film and that just makes it all feel very unsavoury and a bit unsettling really the whole film depends on a teacher like yeah obviously the, the jeopardy is that because that the, the obstacle of that to their love is the fact that he's a teacher but it's not a real kind of like um, underage love story because she's actually 23 so those two things just don't add up at all and it's very very odd and he's just kind of a boring Weasley guy and it does not really build up what's interesting about him
0: yeah exactly but he he's another non-entity effectively the teacher the only things that matter are he's a teacher he's a creep has he done this with any of his other students over the years we don't know although he
1: does like um, um, he does like hockey and he likes an emotional hockey speech so i quite enjoyed that <laughs> But also, as if the like high school class in 1999 wouldn't know who Gordie Howe was. He's like the most famous hockey player of all time, apart from Wayne Gretzky.
0: <laughs> also, um, somewhere we don't—they don't specify exactly where it is, but it's clearly somewhere near Chicago, Chicago that has a really, really big history of playing hockey. Yep. Like, there's no way that these kids would not know anything about ice hockey.
1: Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks is the team. Another yeah, another a, a, team that needs to change its name fast. But yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it's um, it's weird. There's so many weird choices made here. Um, so many weird choices. Yeah, um, and, and and the issue there, there is an issue. The, the biggest issue of this film is the fact that hey, it's about a teacher seducing one of their students. It doesn't really matter that she's not really a student. Yeah it still leaves a bitter taste in the mouth. Um and, and it's all because it plays it straight and it tries to get you to buy into the relationship. Um whereas there's other films that do something similar. Like have you watched the 21 Jump Street movie?
1: No, I have not.
0: Because that does something similar where it's undercover cops going into a school um and then right. there's like romantic interest there. But they 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 address it and they make it comedic. So you it's all done with a wink and a nod and you're like, okay, yes, yeah. we understand. These like, people like, understand um, that this is unbelievably taboo and they're making like a satirical comment about it. Um, whereas here it is just played straight. They really want you to buy into this, this romance.
1: Yeah. It, it cares a lot more about the romance than it does about the comedy. Whereas if you're going to do something that's a bit like that, as you say, you've got, you got to wink and nod it. you got to make it silly. Like the, it seems like they, yeah, they play, they just played the whole thing way too straight and just, didn't have enough fun with it they didn't look at any of the scenes and go how can we have a lot of fun with this i I felt like
0: yeah there's no real there's not really a lot of fun here no um
1: though what did make me laugh uh, quite a lot is when um I, i said i didn't laugh but i did laugh at this is when the first time she sees the teacher and it goes all like 80s and um it's um the song is love i just died in your arms tonight It must have been something
0: you said.
1: And I love that song. And it's one of those amazing 80s one-hit wonders that I bet you can't remember the name of the band.
0: I have no idea who sings that song. I know the song, but...
1: Cutting Crew is the name of the band. Cutting Crew. I don't know why, but that name always makes me chuckle.
0: (laughs) It's a great 80s band name.
1: Yeah. It's a great song. It's got a really cool little guitar breakdown as well that you always forget about. It seems to come on a lot when I'm in the barbers getting my hair cut. Because they always say um, magic thing. FM and it's, bit. it's like oh, dr- drive time. So like between six and seven, it's always like that Phil Collins and me and the barber will have a chat about what a wankatory Phil Collins is. It's great.
0: Because <laughs> he is a wankatory. Yeah. Phil.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently he's not very well, so I don't want to wish. Oh that. really? Yeah. He's been performing in a wheelchair.
0: Oh dear, that's really bad.
1: Yeah, so that's a shame. But yeah, that the use of that Cutting Crew song made me made me chuckle. And there's a good use of Madonna as well in one of the flashbacks to her real high school days.
0: Yeah, and, and those aren't very funny either.
1: No, it's like they <laughs> people were just bullying her for no reason. And all the stuff about her supposedly being like a geek in high school all feels very fake. It doesn't feel yeah. right, real. It's just based around some like pun on her name and the fact that she wore glasses or whatever and it's like yeah come on mate she would have been popular it's,
0: it's all unbelievably vapid and and this character wouldn't be popular because she's so unbelievably irritating and weak yeah like she, she no one would want to hang out with her um the fact that she makes friends in this high school is unbelievable unbelievable because a she looks like she's in her mid 20s yeah like high school students aren't dumb they would think you know what this is probably not a real teenager um she then has no ability to speak to people whatsoever um every time she tries to speak to people she completely fails and then when she does manage to make like a relationship with someone she then asks the most obvious journalism question of all time <laughs> yeah which is like what do you want to be when you grow up what are your hopes and dreams where will you go with your life it's like yeah that's definitely a very natural thing that someone would say to someone that they just met um and and yeah i i just don't i just don't buy it i i, I don't buy her character
1: yeah it doesn't work at all it's yeah it's very bad and it's a shame it's it's disappointing i think uh, this kind of film you you don't go in with the high expectations. You don't want some kind of literary masterpiece or even something that's that romantically satisfying. You just want it to be silly and fun. And it wasn't those things, was it?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a silly premise. You want some comedy in there. Um, yeah. But there's, not, there, there, there's nothing here that will make you laugh, really.
1: But I totally forgot that the journalist thing was even a thing. In my head, it was just a straight-up high school movie about a girl who's never been kissed um, finding her way to becoming prom queen or something. And that actually would have been fine. It's like if you could have just made that movie, even though it's a vapid premise. If you have fun with it and throw in some hacky sack and some pub pizza or whatever, like it's, it, that, that's that's how it works, you know?
0: Yeah, I I did remember the the, the premise. I did remember the sort of uh, the kitsch idea of she's a she's a journalist who goes undercover at a school as a student. Yeah, um, and oh, it's just oh so disappointing i I don't remember it being good but i remember it being fun yeah and instead it was not fun um and 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 there are moments where they try and introduce comedy but it's mainly done through like bad slapstick
1: yeah
0: um or like making fun of stupid popular people so like looking at the looking at the popular kids and going, Haha, aren't there a bunch of airheads? Which always seems always seems like a very cruel kind of comedy.
1: Yeah. Or look at all these apes trying to put a condom on a banana as if anyone would fuck that up, even if you're sixteen. Which is not a thing, by the way. No one goes into sex ed and gets you to put a condom on a banana. That's the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard.
0: It I've only seen that happen in movies, and it happens all the time in movies. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like you've got, you've got like Jessica Alba, James Franco, one of the McPoils. I um, like the 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 popular kids, and they're all like seen as really stupid, and, and that's kind of like their main characteristic is, are oh, they're so dumb? And it's like, mm, was this movie written by someone who was bullied at high school?
1: It probably was, yeah. Uh,
0: and once wants, and wants once and has never really gotten over it.
1: It probably is, yeah. Well, it's it seems to have been written by a, a team of Cohen and Silverstein, and I looked through some of their other films. Some some good, some bad. I can't remember them now, but it seems like their most recent thing is this um, Amy Schumer film that seems like it's very bad. I haven't seen it, but um, apparently it's problematic and not good. Have you seen it?
0: I I haven't seen it. No. Are you talking about um, I Feel Pretty?
1: Yes. Oh, do you
0: yeah i've i i always feel pretty um i feel i i feel as though i've heard bad things about it from people yeah um okay i'm on i'm on, I have I'm on the wikipedia, wikipedia.
1: mark silverstone silverstone his writing partner is abby Cohen. they they are known for co-writing romantic comedy films such as never been kissed he's just not that into you, which I feel like in my head is not a bad film. One that we need to get around to how to be single, which I've never seen. And the story for Valentine's day, which is extremely not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. That's a, that's a real, yeah. that's a real great thing. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard he's just not that into you. is pretty good fun.
1: Yeah. I've, I've um, seen that. It's, it's e- equally,
0: equally how to be single. I've heard is pretty good. I've not watched it myself, but I've heard it's actually quite fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Valentine's Day is a bit of a dud. Yeah, we haven't actually talked Um, about
1: that one, have we? No, we haven't. We were going to do it for Valentine's Day, but we did something else instead to stick it to the man.
0: Yeah, we don't believe in your dates. Yeah. Society. We'll watch Valentine's Day whenever we want.
1: Yeah, don't try and box me in, man.
0: As an aside, 2018's Christmas specials will be starting next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to rewatch A Christmas Prince four times.
0: <laughs> One of those times, we'll watch it backwards. Um,
1: <laughs> and yeah, we see all the satanic messages that come out.
0: <laughs> um, P- A Christmas Prince of Darkness. Although,
1: well, um, no, A Christmas Prince is better than Never Been Kissed. Just going to put it out there.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed A Christmas Prince a lot more. I could laugh at A Christmas Prince. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> any Christmas <laughs> Prince you like.
0: Any Christmas Prince. Um, yeah, because, I mean, if any movie was going to have Spina Bifida and not it not have a cure, it would be never being <laughs> kissed, really, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have been surprised if they tried to work that in somehow. Not Spina Bifida specifically, but some kind of like disability project where Drew Barrymore proves how good she is by working with the cancer kids or whatever. Yeah.
0: It's it's it does feel kind of worthy um which is strange given that it's a movie based around a really weird premise. Um
1: a very unworthy premise.
0: Yeah, and 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 the one thing that really gets me is no one would be on her side after this. Yeah. Like the 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 kids at the school would not be happy with this whatsoever um they would feel betrayed to yeah you're you're supposed to believe that the whole
1: of chicago like is really behind her story it's kind of like it's a bit like even though it came before the film how to lose a guy in 10 days which has the same kind of thing where she writes an article and that's the thing that gets the guy back but it's like yeah you're supposed to believe that everyone's behind it but actually they'd be like why did you go undercover in a school you weirdo (laughs)
0: Yeah, and, and and the fact that it eventually turns out that the the attempt to be undercover in undercover in the school is then to, like, trap a teacher into having sexual relations with a student. Yeah. Um, that is, <laughs> no one's going to think that that's good journalism.
1: That sounds like the premise of quite a um, gritty film, really, doesn't it? When you think about it.
0: Yeah, and it and it ends with someone being impaled on a weather vane, <laughs> um, which does not happen in this movie, which I think is a real shame.
1: No. Um. But, uh, uh, and also but at the yeah. at the end of the film when she gets kissed on the baseball field before the game, her brother who is also revealed to have been impersonating a high schooler and playing on the baseball team, he's somehow still on the baseball team. He's in the dugout with all the other players and you're like, yeah, did he's, they just he's, let he's, him
0: carry on He's, he's been after made he committed assistant serious coach. fraud?
1: oh right
0: he's made the assistant coach because that's definitely what you do with a creepy 30 year old man who started hanging out at high school
1: (laughs) make him just make him a coach
0: yeah um and 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 let's be honest here the teacher would not be interested in having a relationship with her no they don't really know each other what whatsoever she knows a tiny bit about him but they haven't really spoken at length about anything yeah Um, everything he knows about her is a lie he was trying she was trying to then dupe him into a relationship which would have then cost him his career um yeah so why the hell would he do this um based on the previous relationship he clearly has no in no difficulty finding like someone to be in a relationship with either yeah
1: Um, it's very odd
0: it's yeah the 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 fact that this film has a happy ending romantically is very strange. Um, ev- everything feels strained. Everything feels forced. Um, particularly the end.
1: Yeah, very very forced indeed. And yeah, you are supposed to believe that they that they really love each other, and it's like, well, actually, all that's happened is she's made some references to books, and he likes that because he's an English teacher, and she says some Shakespearean shit, whatever.
0: Yeah like throughout the film he literally says nothing that a teacher trying to get enthusiasm into his class wouldn't say to a student like when when I was at college I'd have discussions with my teachers about things like that um and and they're just happy to see enthusiasm about a subject that they teach yeah and so they would have that dialogue with a student where they talk about like books they liked and things like that so it doesn't feel as though there's any romantic connection between the two of them until, yeah. it, until near the end and it starts getting a bit creepy.
1: And the first time, oh, you see him out once and then he has a girlfriend and then she just conveniently disappears. And it's like, why introduce yeah. that if you're not going to make it into a proper piece of jeopardy? Like, why did you bother?
0: Yeah, because it, it makes literally no difference whatsoever.
1: Yeah, because that's not really the um, real obstacle. The real obstacle is that he's a pedo
0: yeah exactly um i'm looking forward to um to the sequel where he's still a teacher but he ends up bedding one of his students yeah and it's a it's a horrible <laughs> drama about drew barrymore being like oh god what have i done all the warning signs were there
1: yeah it's a sort of like it's a jonathan franzen type novel <laughs> there's a, yeah, exactly there's a 500 page literary masterpiece by a 50 year old white man in there somewhere <laughs>
0: Why is it so hard to be a white man attracted to teenagers? Wait,
1: right, Jonathan, Jonathan.
0: <laughs> Those two Jonathans are spelled differently, by the way. One's got an A and one's got an O.
1: Yeah. No, it's spelt J-O-N-A-T-T-O-N. Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and... I wrote down in my notes that the scene where you you see her at her own like high school prom and she thinks she's going with the popular guy who then drives past and eggs her. that scene actually feels really like brutal. It was actually genuinely very like hard to watch, and like you can easily make that kind of thing funny if you frame it in the right way, but because it played it so straight, I actually just felt really bad for her and it made me feel sad
0: yeah and i I think that scene is supposed to be a feel bad for this character but because they they so dismally failed to inject any humour into this film it's just everything's a little bit sad and then that scene feels really 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 sad and then it yeah. kind of tries to return to normal but you're just like oh that's really bummed me out
1: yeah it, it was hard for it to come back from that
0: um, and, and there's other movies that do that kind of prom rejection incredibly well and, and keep it funny but tragic at the same time whereas this film everything just feels quite tragic
1: yeah, like, what's the one with the original emotional dad speech that we watched early on? Um, There's there's prom action in that, isn't there?
0: I think we've watched quite a lot of movies where there's some serious prom action going yeah. on.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Isn't oh, it? Right, That's the okay. one with the original yeah. emotional dad speech. Whereas li- <laughs> OG, literally, OG dad speech. Literally all baseball metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> You've left me on the bench, Julia Stiles.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And what, is, what Never Been Kissed lacked as well was a properly good party scene. Because there is a party scene, isn't there? But the party scene is yeah. where you make a big splash. You know, in 10 Things I Hate About You, Julia Stiles dances on the table. You know, there's, there's all these kind of things that it just didn't do. Missed opportunities. Yeah,
0: the, the the party scene in nether being kissed, the peak of it is a quiet conversation in a bedroom. That that's what constitutes a party in this film.
1: Yeah. You should at least like toilet paper the house or something. Yeah. Or have someone uh, someone's uh, parents come back and find that the house has been trashed and their son's high. You know, it's like little things.
0: Yeah, like I, I don't want to talk too much about um about 21 jump street here, because I think there's, there's sufficient romance in that and it, and it would work as a good sort of like um, good palate cleanser for, for this film yeah. um, to, for it to be worth its own, its own episode. But that has a very, very funny party scene in it. Um, And, and so all the way through never being kissed, I was thinking, why am I not just watching 21 jump street? It's effectively the same movie. Yeah. Um, But done so much better and so much funnier.
1: When when was it made? This is a relatively recent, right?
0: 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah, it's only a few years old. Um yeah. they they've made two of them now. Um and the second one's also quite funny. I don't know if they're going to do a well, third.
1: Is it not a remake of an older thing?
0: It is a remake of an 80s TV show. Ah, okay. Um that starred Johnny Depp. It's one of Johnny Depp Johnny Depp's very early things. I
1: was um, um, but, confusing but, it in my head with The Taking of Pelham 123, which is also ah. an 80s thing that got remade, right?
0: Yes, that is not very romance heavy <laughs> or comedy heavy. No. <laughs> Both of those are very, very, very serious.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, um, I knew about it because it's, it's a Beastie Boys lyric as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Let's take another um, Pelham 123. If you want to see the rhyme, then come see me. I got the savoir faire with the unique rhyme in. That's as much as I can remember. (laughs) That's
0: my rapping. Um, The 21 Jump Street um, and 22 Jump Street were both directed by Lord and Miller, who did the um, Lego movie. Oh, cool. I enjoyed the Um, Lego movie very much. Yeah. And and, and who attempted and failed to direct Solo, a Star Wars story.
1: Oh, was he the Um, one who got fired?
0: Yeah, Lord and Miller were the ones that got fired because Disney slash Lucasfilm were not happy with what they were doing um interesting so so yeah but um but 21 jump street and 22 jump street are very very funny as is the lego movie yeah um and and yeah that and and never being kissed is, is not a good film i'm i'm if you can't tell listeners by <laughs> by this point in the episode i do not like this movie one bit yes um, it's not I good not but be it's watching not it again
1: it's not awful is it that's the thing it's it's mediocre it's it's just about watchable but you're never going to be like, I'm never going to watch it again now, having seen it, I think, three times. But it's not so awful as to make you like laugh at it or like all go, like that was so awful, I can't believe this happened. It's just like, oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of movie that it would be on a Sunday afternoon about 2 o'clock and you'd watch about 15 minutes and then turn over. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that kind of movie where it's it's just so dull. That it, it, there's nothing to get real, really passionate about in this film.
1: You'd rather turn over um, to Anteed Roadshow.
0: Yeah, you'd put on road Roadshow or put on like the tennis. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's just, yeah, there's there's nothing here to get your heart racing at all. There's nothing that's bad enough to really be memorable. As well, it's not that bad. It's just kind of so middle of the road. Yeah. It's not and a crime against him. Such a lack cinema. of comedy. No, no, no. Um, but it's boring, which is kind of worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. It leaves kind of more of a sour taste. Like I wasn't that enthused to talk about it. As I feel like I'm enthused to talk about a real piece of shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's nothing here to really, to really make it memorable at all. It's, you it's you are so definitely dull.
1: much more enthused to talk about the bridges of Madison County.
0: I was, I was. And given the choice between watching this or The Bridges of Madison County, I'd probably watch The Bridges of Madison County.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like that's a victory.
0: <laughs> it is a victory. <laughs> we, although neither of us really liked The Bridges of Madison County, I feel like that's your movie that you, you hold uh, as, uh, as your symbol of this podcast. Hello. Hello. I lost you then for yeah, a minute. Yeah,
1: I, um, I knocked the phone over and hung up on you by accident. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, you were way more enthused to talk about The Bridges of Madison County and you wanted to watch it again. So let's watch it again.
0: No, I don't <laughs> want to watch it again. It's just that if you had a gun to my head and said, watch The Bridges of Madison County or watch Never Been Kissed, I'd probably watch The Bridges of Madison County.
1: Okay, that's given me an idea for your birthday.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Um, yeah, yeah. This movie, this movie sucks, man. <laughs> this movie sucks.
1: Is, it's, bull, it's bullshit. Bullshit. Although, get out! It has a link to the Airbud cinematic universe. Would you believe? It really? Does it? In the form of Molly Shannon, who appears in I think one or two of the the Buddies movies. So not the oh, original. Okay. But, Adam and I also watched Airbud this weekend just got on the first Airbud and I found out I had never even realized as a, like an Airbud fan that they came about because of a real dog really called Buddy or Airbud whose owner did actually genuinely teach him how to play sports. So in the first Airbud movie, the dog's genuinely playing basketball.
0: That is amazing.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then he died and they made 10 films with other dogs where it's all CGI. That's capitalism
0: for oh, you. Uh, that, that is capitalism for you. Um yeah, Molly uh Molly Shannon is in Air Buddies and Snow Buddies. Okay. As a character called Molly.
1: Yeah. That's convenient.
0: That is convenient.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah, but uh, well I'm pleased that there is that link to uh to a greater film. Yeah. Airbud.
1: There wasn't even any like good baseball content. The only good baseball content was when the coach slaps him on the ass because that's what all coaches have to do.
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: When you when you become a coach, you have to pass an ass slapping exam.
0: Yeah, it's it's like ninety percent of the final grade, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very important. They train for years.
0: It's yeah, they they spend years and years slapping mannequins.
1: It's, it's all butt. about timing, but also like sound quality as well.
0: Yeah you've got to get that slap to resonate.
1: Yeah. And judging, you know, placing and size and variance, you know, there's there are a lot more factors that go into it than people think. It's quite a complex thing.
0: It is. And and there's a it's a it's a moderately successful slap on the ass.
1: Yeah. It it's it's mediocre like the film. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, I I'd I'd say it's of slightly higher quality than the film overall.
1: Yeah. It's not enough to save it, though.
0: It's a it's a Bon Jovi slap on the ass.
1: <laughs> it's halfway there. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. It, one cheek.
0: Whereas whereas what is what is because this movie doesn't Bon Jovi it. I wouldn't give it the
1: no. I, I am not going to single figure this. Well, shall we Shall we rate it? The only other thing I had to say is that Drew Barrymore had an executive producer credit. So
0: yes, because this film got to
1: oversee it. But.
0: This film came from. Um, her production company, I think.
1: Right, interesting.
0: Um, yeah, I think it was the uh, it was it came from Flower Films, um, which is which is her production company. Um, also, did Donnie Darko. Oh, okay. Um, so you know that's pretty good. Um, not all of the movies that they've done have been great, though. Uh, Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Not seen them. Um, they are are not not good movies Um, but it did do it it did do um, clearly she likes the directors because they did also do How to Be Single and he's just not that into you right, okay Um, so they clearly work together quite a lot Um, but yeah um, she did she did have a role in making this movie beyond just starring in it Um, thanks Drew Barrymore you couldn't have just spared us this movie could you
1: yeah a shame. <laughs> uh, do you have any trivia?
0: Um so unverified piece of trivia. It's been suggested that this movie has some connection to the movie The Major and the Minor. Never heard of um, it. which I've not seen, it's from the 40s starring Ginger Rogers. Um and and the the, the general premise is a woman disguises herself as a child. Um, to save on a train fare, and is taken in charge by an army man who doesn't notice the truth.
1: That sounds weird.
0: Yes,
1: and not good. It
0: was also supposed to be a romantic movie, but that sounds really creepy.
1: But yeah, again, based on the same weird, creepy premise. Yeah, I do not want to watch um, that. So I,
0: so I can't verify if that is, um, that is accurate. But hmm.
1: I think that's um, where someone's realized that they have a common plot strand, but I yeah, don't think and they've it's...
0: just chucked it in.:
1: Yeah: Not as um, good as the link to the Air Bud Cinematic Universe.:
0: uh, No, no, not as good. Um, the, uh, a, a little bit of trivia, um, so although Drew Barrymore's character is much older than, uh, than Guy, the McPoyle, um, actually Drew Barrymore in real life is younger. ...than the fella who played the McPoyle.
1: Ah, of course. How much younger?
0: Uh, two years younger, apparently.
1: Oh. So she's Um, the real pedo.
0: She... (laughs) He is the pedophile. Yeah. (laughs) Disclaimer, (laughs) this guy is not a pedophile. Probably.
1: Yeah. Unverifiable. Citation needed.
0: Yeah, citation needed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Alright. How uh, how do we rate this?
1: Oh, yeah. sorry, have you got more?
0: I was just gonna say that there's um there's uh there's lots of people here who are also starred in the screen movies. Obviously Drew Barrymore ah. and um and the Arquette.
1: Oh yeah. Well they are also much better than this.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, the screen yeah. even the bad screen movies are much better than this. Yeah, because it's trashy. Um yes but um but also uh Marley Shelton who played Kristen in this movie who's one of the other high schoolers um she also then appears in a in a scream movie so there's there's quite a lot of links to scream unfortunately never been kissed does not have a serial killer that would have been no. interesting
1: yeah someone who could that, take revenge on the teacher for um, trying to get with high schoolers
0: yeah that would be cool i'd watch um, that yeah i would watch that that would be awesome um, but yes, alas, it does not happen. So yeah, what out of what, what are we going to score this movie out of? Um, how, ma- how many years in prison?
1: <laughs> how many years in prison does the um, does the bad teacher get? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give him. Let's see, I'm going to give him eight years out of twenty out of a possible twenty. So you know he'll get out on good behavior after eight years. And I feel like that's being quite charitable. It's really, you know, you you can't plunge the lower depths of the below five because it's still, you know, competent in some ways. But yeah, it's just very flat and a bit.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm I'm not going to be as kind as you. Um, I'm going to give it a six because I really had a bad time watching this film. (laughs) Yeah,
1: sounds like it was very difficult for you.
0: I, I I got so bored. I got sable. This is probably the closest I've been to turning it off and and <laughs> blagging my way through the episode and pretending I watched it.
1: Yeah. It's impressive that we've managed to get through this many episodes without doing that, I think.
0: Yeah. And and this is the closest I've I've got because it was so boring. So boring. Um and uh and yeah, so so 6 out of 20 for me. I think you know, it's it's vaguely competently made. I didn't see any boom mics in any shots. That's a bonus. <laughs> um, we should and, rewatch and,
1: it to see if there are any boom mics in it.
0: That's true. Yeah. But then we would have to rewatch this movie. Um, and, and so it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's competently made as a piece of cinema, but it's unbelievably dull. No comedy, no romance. Nothing in here is of interest whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's like a boring commuter town of a film
1: that's a that's a that's a good point yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it
0: um yeah so don't watch this film yeah i know we normally say give it a watch even if it's bad but no don't waste your time watch watch something
1: else go see the star Wars.
0: yeah go and watch solo a star wars story yeah um it's more enjoyable
1: i recommend that
0: nonsense go do that and it's also got more of a romance
1: Yes, it has, actually. Yeah, the romantic element of it was stronger than a lot of the Star Wars.
0: Yeah, because particularly the new Star Wars films, like in general, feel like sexless weirdness. <laughs> yeah. Um, where when, where they don't dare to talk about romance whatsoever. Yeah, what, um, what The
1: Last Jedi really needed was a lot of sex.
0: It did. It it needed lots and lots of, of softcore sex scenes. <laughs> it needed Tommy Wiseau to come along with his bum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um that's why it didn't sell.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why it didn't sell. Adam Driver <laughs> was the there. He was there didn't... on the set
1: going, I have to show my ass or this film won't sell.
0: <laughs> he had to show his abs or the film wouldn't sell. Yeah. Um but but yeah, so so the last Jedi did did, did a fair amount of 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 romance in comparison to The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens felt really romance weak to almost a weird extent. Yeah um whereas in the last jedi there's, there's a little moments there's a little frisson of oh there's some there's some romance going on here potentially yeah um but solos yeah solo's the first one that's really sort of been like hey these two people are attracted to one another and they kiss
1: yeah and like he's yeah. actually trying to find his way back to her and that's his raison d'etre for a yeah fair, a fair bit of the film Yes,
0: like whereas whereas particularly in like the star wars prequels everyone feels like sexless weirdos yeah um in solo everyone felt like real human beings yeah um which was nice (laughs) it was nice to have some real humanity in these movies
1: even paul bettany Um,
0: even paul bettany
1: who always ends up playing the most inhuman characters (laughs)
0: yes god bless him i do love a bit of bettany
1: yeah but um you get to see his bum in a knight's tale
0: you do actually, don't you? Yeah.
1: What He's just dude walking along in the nude,
0: and and that's why that movie sold
1: exactly. That's the most successful movie of all time, A Night's Tale. <laughs> Citation not needed because everyone knows it's a fact.
0: Yes, precisely. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what have we got next, Paddy? What have we um, got
1: next? So, at my wife's request, we are going to watch Baywatch. Oh, the very nice. relatively recent one with the Ephronator.
0: Excellent stuff.
1: Which I have not seen. I don't think it did particularly well at the box office. But why not? It's the start of the summer.
0: It is the start of the summer. We need handsome men with their tops off. Yep. We need some people who stand in the darkness, afraid to go into the light. <laughs>
1: Yeah, including the Hoff, who <laughs> does not reprise his role, but I understand he was consulted. So
0: that's Oh, that's good. good. I'm pleased they talked to him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he went, hey, Hoff, is this cool? He's like, yeah,
0: for sure. Okay, excellent. I'm looking forward to this then, Paddy.
1: Yeah, man, it's going to be good. Do you have anything else you want to talk
0: about? Um no i think that is it for me
1: yeah i think we're good we don't have any more follow-up people have been enjoying the greatest showman episode which is good people laughing at a joke that i made about Roseanne, which is good so yeah i'm always here for that always here for dunking on people who've who've revealed themselves to be right-wing goons on twitter and then can't handle it yeah always always here for that we're always happy to provide that as a, a service
0: yes yes definitely
1: yeah So yeah, as always, you can drop us an email bigboysdontcrypodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at bigboysdontpod Please get in touch. Have you never been kissed? If so, we can find a teacher for you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, On that note, (laughs) 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 bye-bye!
1: Seinfeld. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.